0: Twitter may look more like a messaging service. Twitter, Steel with the NBA, and IMD launches Free Dive. It's Monday, January 14th, 2019. All of that is coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 347 of Brave Ad World. New Consumers new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 347 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of braveadworld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and 2019 is finally getting back into the swing of things. Had a very short episode last week with really not too much going on. This week, CES is in full force, and there are actually some things to talk about. So with that, let's get into the headlines and talk about Twitter. Actually, most of this episode, I'm going to be talking about Twitter. So So let's talk first about kind of the future of Twitter and where it might be going in terms of messaging. So the Twitter we know now may soon look more like a messaging service, according to Twitter's VP of product at least. Right now, the service is considering adding features users would find commonplace in WhatsApp and Messenger, things like chat bubbles and online status indicators when replying to someone, not things you find in Twitter today, but certainly in those messaging apps. And Twitter's very much been a broadcasting app up until this point. Of course, there are conversations that happen within that, but it always starts with broadcasting a thought. Well, now the platform is wondering what it would look like if it went back to its SMS roots a bit more. And the answer is, it looked much more like a messaging platform. There are no confirmations when or if Twitter would roll out updates like this, but the earliest they'd make their way out of testing is next year. But as we learned about these updates to make it more like a messaging app, we also learned that Twitter is testing out threaded conversations to make it easier to follow by nesting replies within tweets to see who is responding to who in a conversation. A lot like Reddit, if you're familiar with that. Tweets will also be color-coded with labels to make those easier to follow. So these features, they shouldn't be too big of a surprise. Jack Dorsey has stated that his ambition for the platform is to, quote, increase the health of public conversation. So each of these updates, each of these tools, seems to be about facilitating the back-and-forth interactions between users again public conversation however if twitter does move to more of a messaging platform than where it is right now that's going to be a pretty significant shift now it doesn't sound like functionality functionally at least the platform is going to behave any differently you should be able to do all the same things you can currently do but the emphasis that's going to certainly be shifted as twitter moves from a one-to-many broadcast environment to a one-to-few conversations environment all right let's jump to our next story this one about twitter because twitter in the nba they have come to a broadcast deal but this broadcast deal it's pretty different than other deals made in the past. The deal will allow Twitter to stream the second half of 20 NBA games starting in February, and the focus of the stream will be on a single player. Users will be able to spend the first half interacting with the at NBA on TNT Twitter account, and there they'll be able to vote for which player the camera should focus on for the second half. The player with the most votes gets the limelight for the entirety of the second half when the player sits on the bench or maybe if here if he fouls out viewers will be able to see the whole game as you would on a broadcast channel so This is interesting, right? Instead of copying what traditional broadcasts have done, Twitter's just looking to change things up a bit by offering a viewing experience people can't get anywhere else. At the same time, traditional broadcast partners like Turner and just other TV networks, they aren't having what they offer Cannibalized or just copied by other services. The second half of the basketball game, it's certainly the best part. I think the focus of a single player chosen by the audience, that's a nice move that increases audience interaction. The thing that Twitter has struggled with, at least from my perspective, in launching these sorts of efforts is they do a bad job of promoting it. So it's going to be interesting to see what Twitter does to promote this offering, but it's certainly interesting. At the very least it's different than anything else that's out there, which makes it an experiment worth following. All right. Let's talk lastly about Amazon-owned IMDb. So Amazon-owned IMDb, they just launched a new video streaming service called FreeDive. The service it allows users to watch ad-supported movies and TV shows for free. Uh, So this is different than Amazon Prime Video, which is essentially Amazon's version of Netflix, and it allows Amazon Prime subscribers to access a library of content and exclusive programs run without ads. A lot like Netflix. Free Dive, though, it's available on its website or through Amazon Fire TV, and like I said, it's it's a library of content, all available for free, supported via ads. So the move, it opens up IMDb to a pretty significant amount of video ad inventory, something IMDb has been running for a while now for advertisers that have been looking to reach IMD's 250 million unique monthly visitors. So it certainly has the traffic and this move would increase its ad inventory pretty significantly. It really shows Amazon's commitment to video streaming competition currently taking place. Amazon's been making major moves to be one of the advertising giants up against Google, up against Facebook, and this additional offering to IMDb really reinforces that. All right, that is it for the week's main stories. Now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. First up, Hulu announced that it now has 25 million subscribers, which is a pretty significant jump from the 17 million it had only a year ago. This isn't anywhere near Netflix numbers of 60 million, but the jump is notable. Hulu did not separate out how many of its subscribers of its subscribers also pay for Hulu's live TV service, but it did reveal that for subscribers who do pay for live TV through Hulu, 50% of their time is spent watching on-demand content. Instagram is allowing users to post the same content to two or more accounts at once. The feature is certainly going to be one that's welcomed by social media managers and content creators and influencers and such. Kevin Systrom, Instagram's founder, he was actually against such a feature, and he wanted to, to maintain the platform's authenticity. But since he left the company, it appears Facebook is ready to move forward with this update. Amazon has started piloting a program in which it's sending free samples to consumers in their packages and their orders from Amazon. The samples, they kind of end up being what is essentially ads for the products that Amazon sent to the customers. And this is an ad unit that advertisers can't get from the duopoly that is Facebook and Google. This is something very different that really only Amazon can provide. Next up, we now have it, Mark Zuckerberg's personal challenge for 2019. Uh, This year, Zuckerberg plans to host public discussion about the future of society to understand how technology will shape human behavior and expand his thinking beyond engineering. Now, this sounds like a personal challenge that would have been better served five or so years ago, but you know what they say about hindsight. It is 2020. Uh, Google is adding Google Assistant to Google Maps, which means that users will be able to verbally ask Google Maps for directions home or ask for restaurants nearby, for example. No more tapping required. Uh, users will also be able to use Google Maps to respond to text or send their ETAs by voice. All right, that is it for episode 347 of Brave Ad World. I always love hearing from you. Send questions, comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. If you get a chance, rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think, and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter at wigert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. You can also check out BraveAdWorld.com where I occasionally share my personal thoughts and insight on marketing. As always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out BraveAdWorld.com.